0: Hey guys, it's the weekend. Welcome to Dad's a Drink. It's me and Jeff. We got a lot to talk about. And right off the bat, we've got some sad news today. Uh, We have received word that a stripper in Dallas at a club has fallen 20 feet off a pole, hit the ground, broke her jaw, and has set up a GoFundMe account with a goal of $20,000. But we find out today when we look at the stats, she is now at over $31,000 to her GoFundMe account. Poor lady. And when we get through this whole thing, we will actually look at uh, her future plans because, Jeff, you found out what they were. So, guys, welcome. Sit down, grab a drink. Uh, We got a lot to go through tonight. We're going to talk about the XFL. We're going to talk about this stripper. We're going to talk about penis fish. Never even heard of one. Didn't know it was real. We're going to talk about it tonight. We're going to talk about a man who requested that he has trial by combat with his ex-wife. We got a lot, guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So let's get right into this and the story that we were already talking about. So it seems that a stripper in Dallas has actually fallen off a pole has hurt herself and started a gofundme account and we got some updates on her so if you haven't seen the video there's there's no nudity in it or anything like that so we'll we'll take a look at it real quick and we'll see what happens and uh there it is right there
1: uh she continues
0: so we find out that it was a rather nasty fall, this article says. It's coming from Complex, and it says, but rather lay down in the pain, the dancer finished her job. She continued twerking, closing out her routine before leaving off stage." So what happened was once the video started to make its rounds, a woman named Gina Sky admitted that she was the dancer in the video. And per her tweets, the accident happened due to a simple mistiming while trying to perform a stunt that she's done. Mistiming. Uh, yeah, she's done thousands, or countless times. Excuse me. So she posted to Twitter and said, yes, I fell off the pole. Yes, I fractured my jaw no, I'm not fucking okay. And there's absolutely nothing funny about this situation. This is the worst pain I've ever felt. And I wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Mm. So it doesn't stop there. People said that she, you know, was hurt and that, that she needed help, that she couldn't afford the hospital bills, because according to the manager slash owner of the club, Since she's not a full-time dancer, he can't pay for workman's comp. So he said that as much as the club would like to help her out, they can't. Of course, in this day and time, she heads to the internet and posted this video.
2: Um, So I didn't want to have to do this. Um, Originally, I didn't plan on posting about this situation at all. Um, But obviously, the video has gone viral, and I'm getting a lot of messages asking me if i'm okay and like all this stuff so i decided i'd update everybody and let everyone know what's going on
0: okay let me stop right there for just a second she said she's been getting a ton of messages and asking her if she's okay from who like people that were in the club like fans it's it's
3: gotta be her friends or family or
0: whatever which which leads me to my next question isn't that who usually Send yes. you messages whenever you're hurt? That's correct. That's okay, correct. good. So so no need for a GoFundMe yet, right? Correct. Okay, so let's get some uh, more into this.
2: Um, I pretty much broke my jaw, and I have to have surgery on it tomorrow. I um, broke some teeth, and I got a sprained ankle, but a side foe, and I got some stitches, but aside from that like I'm good I I have no broken limbs I walked away myself like, I got up right after it happened um, and I'm just really overwhelmed by all the messages and everything and I'm so thankful though for all the positive messages I've been getting and all the love and it really means a lot so that's why I decided to post this video just to say thank you and just let you guys know that I am having a hard time but I am okay and I'm gonna be okay um it's just a really um humbling experience to to just be alive you know I'm really thankful for that and yeah that's just what's most important to me at this very moment is that I have my life and that even with My injury to my face still could have been a lot worse. So, thank you guys. Um, I really appreciate it. Go ahead. If
3: she broke her jaw, she would not be talking.
2: Yeah. That.
0: Well, see, and that's what I was kind of pretty much. Well, she pretty much broke her jaw, right? Well, that's what she said. She pretty much broke her jaw, but then in the next sentence, she said, "I'm lucky that I didn't break anything." So,
4: I'm confused on
0: on what she did and what she didn't do. Um, I, I would think that if you broke your jaw, you would... I don't think you could talk. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, mate, I'm not a mate. doctor, but let's uh, yeah. let's finish out her yeah. uh, charming thank you.
2: I didn't want to cry, but I can't make this video without crying. So um, I just ask that, you know, if if I don't respond to you right away, like if I know you personally, just please don't take that offensively right now. It's just my phone's going crazy and it's just a lot, but I'm okay. And I just wanted to let everybody know that I'm good. So thank you guys. And I appreciate it once again.
0: Okay. So um, I can tell you a
3: reason she fell already. Did you see the nails on that lady? No, I didn't. You couldn't grip anything with those fingernails. My gosh.
0: Yeah. And it it looked, pretty crazy i mean who 20 feet in the air that's a that's pretty high well you know i didn't that's see a two-story the whole, building right so the video you just
3: showed i didn't see kind of her doing her trapeze work up there at first all i really saw was like her the crash part of the video so i didn't see her which was hey impressive you're up there but uh you know for goodness sakes like uh how about some um uh high elevation safety vest, or some hey, harness yourself into that bag. <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, I, I guess that uh, she has gotten back on this story. Like you would think that this story would come out. You would see some stuff on it, and it would be over. But it just continues to grow. Like there's new articles on it every day, and it's it's absolutely hilarious to me in the in the world that we live in today. How fast news and Oh yeah. You know, I mean, if people watch this show, we're we're barely better than the flu. So, I mean, <laughs> if we can get information out that fast. It, it's funny. So she gets back on. There's another article posted by Heavy that said that she got back on and slammed a bunch of fake GoFundMe pages that uh, they were made up to take money for her fall. So they. Oh. Yeah. So they got on and they they made these things. So she wrote on Monday. I've never forced anyone to donate money. Help me in my time of need. And I take it very serious that people still went out of their way to do so. I'm not okay with people trying to be fraudulent, especially with my name and take advantage of people's kindness. You don't have to donate to mine, but please do not be fooled by these fake pages. This is the one and only Instagram and my Twitter has the same name. So she got on there and, and she wants people to fight against hoax pages. She would like so, you to so.
3: People are setting up fake accounts in her name yeah, and fake. asking don't for find money. Me
0: accounts in her name, trying to get money because they heard, like, she set a goal for twenty thousand dollars, and in the first week she was exceeded that goal and is now at like thirty one thousand. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. So that leads me into the next part. That that so she gets out there and she tells them, "Hey, beware of these fake things. I don't." you know, you can send money if you want to me, just don't send them to the fake ones. And you know, she, I guess she really supports her fans and she's really out here. Here's a picture. I I see what you're saying about the nails. Now I can see those nails right there that uh, they are very, very big nails. Uh, I don't know how she could hold on to stuff. So she went into surgery. She said her jaw was currently wired shut. So don't call her. She can't do replies and she just keeps thanking everyone over and over again. So the GoFundMe, like I said, started out with a goal of twenty thousand. It's raised more than thirty-one and over fifteen hundred people have donated and continue wow. to send money. And the page itself has been shared ten thousand times. Wow. Yeah. So I guess what they did was her fans and her regulars said, look, she's not covered by the club. We have to get out there and help her pay for this surgery, which leads into the next part of the story, which is you saw a article today that said that she was retiring.
3: Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a retiring now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Is, is there like a, is there like a, like a pension is there like a 401k <laughs> for when you retire from that or i don't i don't, I don't know understand. It's a
3: good question you know what i mean if she if this GoFundMe keeps going uh that's a that's a good uh that'd be a. I i mean thirty one thousand would be a great severance package for anybody that lost their job i guess I, I, I think
0: so but i i think it's really funny how the the manager or club owner was like yeah we would love to help but here's the thing she's a part-time stripper we just can't pay the medical bills. If she was a full-time stripper, we could do it, but you know, she's just not,
3: she just fills in. That's all, you know?
0: Yeah. She, she fills in and I I, I can't believe how far it reaches. There are, I even saw uh, sites today that were in other countries that were measuring the heights differently than we measure here. So it's like dancer falls from 30 meters and blah, blah, blah. And, I I thought that is so crazy to me that this story can get out there, not only get out there and be on TMZ and Fox news and, or or, excuse me, uh, like heavy news and, and different, I don't want to say mainstream outlets. TMZ is pretty mainstream, but not only that, but it can also raise more than $31,000 in a week and be shared more than 10,000 times.
3: So what what I think is interesting So who do you think, you think, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if her, her fellow strippers are the ones donating a lot of money, whether they're stripping in Vegas or they're stripping in whatever city. I would not be shocked if it's a lot of her colleagues, quote unquote, that are donating this money because... You know, I guess.
0: So they're like on a like on a USO tour, like in Vegas and stuff. And they're hey, we got to help this. You think they have banners at the? We got to help one of our
3: own out. She's fallen and fell on her face from twenty feet. You know. She
0: is a a fallen dancer, and we need to to help her out.
3: And you know, this is going to sound really bad, but you know, maybe a little face work would do her good. I'm just saying.
0: Well. Well, here's the thing. You know, usually what do you hear? That they're there going to medical school. Luckily for us, if she's retiring college. from the business, she can finish med school. Yes. Yeah. So she, doesn't, med school, love. she could finish her law degree. Um, Listen, the, the world is hers. She that's could right. Be, she could be whatever she wanted to be.
3: That's, that, and, that, that, you that's know, right. We how old is her? Do you, do you her. know how old she is by chance?
0: Let me see. And everything that I've. I've read. I don't think they, I don't think they ever mentioned a actual like. She
3: she looks like she's probably in her. I don't know. She didn't her upper twenties, maybe. Nothing that matters. I would, so. Yeah,
0: probably. I, I would say that. All, all I'm seeing is how high it was and stuff like what that. What is
3: her stripper name? Is her stripper name Sky?
0: Yeah, so her name is Gina Sky, but she also goes by the Honey Badger on Twitter. Oh, and,
3: oh okay. Yeah,
0: so she goes by Honey Badger and then... Uh, Honey Badger don't
3: care. I Honey Badger don't play.
0: Exactly, and I think that's what it is. And she showed that. I mean, she hit the ground <laughs> like a sack of shit and, and kept dancing.
3: <laughs> I will give her that. Like the She's dedicated. Uh, oh,
0: li- listen. She
3: didn't miss a
0: beat. If I would have fallen that far. I would have just laid there. Oh, you got to come get me. She was like, no, I got, and, and she got up with heels on and walked off and she had a twisted ankle. I mean, yeah. we, we got to give her some credit here. So I wanted to read real quick before we end this. This is Eric Langan, the CEO of RCI Hospitality Holdings, and they own Ecstasy Cabaret. And he said that the company will not assume responsibility for the accident because it didn't tell her to perform the stunt. Also. Oh yeah also sky is not considered a full-time employee of the company so she can't apply for workers compensation i did say the company will look into helping her financially but he feels that she should be more focused on her health than her money yeah oh yeah so well that i guess right i so i guess since she is a contract worker i guess that's what you'd say a contract employee that uh she just can't get it and and i get it i get it you gotta protect your company i i completely understand she's come out Uh, better
3: probably because she's not to be real honest
0: uh what do you mean the money you know yeah
3: i mean yeah
0: yeah no doubt i uh you know you're you're looking at it and I just see that uh, we got someone put on on the live page that uh, nobody retires from stripping; they just quit stripping. And <laughs> someone else posted the wise words of "Not all heroes wear capes." So it, there that you is, go; that is very true. But in seeing that video of her, I would think that maybe she probably does wear a cape in one of the shows, but she didn't fly wear the shit that night. So no,
3: she did not. No.
0: And and like I said, what what I don't know if I should say made it funny or what it was, but I'm telling you, she ate shit when she fell off that thing. Like
3: she pretty much fell straight on her face. It's, it's pretty shocking she didn't uh, get hurt worse, break a neck. I mean, honestly, yeah, it's shocking she didn't get hurt no, worse. No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I know I, we're kind of we're poking fun with it, you know, or whatever. But in all seriousness, it, it's amazing she didn't get hurt worse
0: right and we want to be completely serious about a stripper falling off a foot pole. that's that's definitely what we're going for so so you know uh here's what i here's my question to you when you look at a story like this and you see how big it got and how many shares it got and how much money it made and all that kind of stuff does it ever make you wonder kind of where we're at. And, and I never thought of it from the angle of, like you said, that it's probably a bunch of coworkers that are donating money and stuff. I was thinking completely, it's just people that like heard about it that like going to the strip club and they're like, you know what? Some What's of that, that
3: too, probably,
0: you know, they're like, you know what, listen, we need to put our money where our mouth is and we need to support these people that support us.
3: Put your money where your mouth is. I, I like that pun.
0: Oh, I didn't even mean to do that one, but that was nice. That, I did not even mean to do that. So yeah, I don't know. So what's your feeling on it? Is is this is this something that you think we'll just see more and more and more as we go with all the different kind of outlets that we have and news that can get out so fast? And and you saw like on that that original post, there was like five or six Twitter filmings of it.
3: Right. Oh, I so, think it's, I, I think social media has just gotten everything. Uh, I mean, I think it, it does a lot of good, don't get me wrong, but I, I think there's so much mis, misperception that can be involved with it. And then um, there's a lot of people, obviously, that, you know, I was just talking to someone the other day about, oh, uh, what is what is the deal where you can you can pay online or you can pay, send a payment on your phone? I forgot what it's called. It's oh, uh, that's uh, Venmo. like Vim-
0: Venmo. Venmo. Venmo, yeah.
3: And it was like, uh, you know, I was actually talking about the podcast. I was like, you know, how do we, you know, talking about getting more viewers with someone and in uh, donations and sponsorships and things like that, that that uh, uh, once we blow up, we're going to attain all that. But anyway, um, and they were saying, this 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 guy was saying, oh, if you just go on there and put your Venmo number, people will just donate money to, your, to you for no reason, just send you money. And I was so confused by that. I was like, so you go on Facebook and you might – Post your Venmo number, and someone says, hey, uh, send me your Venmo number. And then all of a sudden, they're sending you money. And I, I don't get it. But I'm, I'm not sure if where I was going with that, but uh, it's I'm pretty not, messed You know up. what,
0: right now, I'm not sure where you were going with it either. Well, I'm just saying, I, I don't no, know. But- here, here's where I'm at. I don't know if you were asking for sponsors. I don't know if you were telling people that we're open to the idea of them giving us money. I, I mean, I thought it was sly. And I'm going to give you, <laughs> no you're you're due that you you pulled that one off flawlessly because even i was confused on what you were doing so that's right
3: i yeah. twisted it i segwayed it to well hey, i like uh, how you were like i
0: was talking to a friend you know and they were like hey people can just give us money and i was okay yeah that's true they can't just give us money well i wasn't talking about
3: us per se but i, I
0: guess people that can take advantage of people and
3: i still was so confused i was <laughs> like so wait a second you go post on Instagram or or Twitter or something, and and you put your Venmo number in, and someone just sends you money for what? And she just they just send you money sometimes. And I was getting to a point. Where is this going? It, all, you know, it, it's so confusing to me because I use social media enough, but uh, I you know I don't do oh, this I got to tell you, that, you but.
0: post more than probably. 90% of the people I but I
3: don't do Twitter. I, I have a Twitter account. I used to from old podcasts, college Football Podcasts, but I don't use Instagram. I've never been on Snapchat in my life. Uh basically I just use Facebook as an outlet, and that's pretty much it. Right.
0: Yeah. Well but. and 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 that's the whole thing. I think that, that we are gonna see more like this. I, I think that that I think that something like that is where everything's gonna go. I I like you know, we made the joke that <clears throat> They might be in Las Vegas, where wherever they're at, that they're donating money to the mm-hmm. the cause and stuff like that. I mean, ten years ago, that's not even possible. No, and 10, you know what? I don't have a lot of
3: experience with GoFundMe accounts. I I, I have donated to some people. Uh, uh, you know, I've, I've heard when you know someone uh, a friend lost his little girl in a wreck, and and GoFundMe that. But I'm very hesitant uh, on some of that because you just. You, I just feel like I'm, you're going to get duped or
4: you, know, I agree. You, you
3: never really know. So I'm really hesitant about that. And also I think uh, maybe if somebody else sets it up for you, but I think going and setting your own up is, is a little unusual. I don't know how I feel about that.
0: And, and you see that a lot. You were talking about like Facebook. I see that more on Facebook than anything like, yeah, Hey, uh, I'm having to do this. You can send money. Uh, all mm-hmm. I'm like, what? That, Right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm of the mindset. Like, I, I don't know you that well or, or whatever. And that's exactly what I look at. Like you said, with the duping, like, is this really a thing or. Right. You know, and, but like with her, it it's a real thing. We watched her fall. So. Oh yeah.
3: There's no doubt. Yeah, there's, there's no, no doubt. doubt
0: that there's no doubt that she did $21,000. Well, I got a damage. question for you. Okay.
3: Let if me you ask donates, you one real quick
0: before I forget. Okay. That how do you think she came up with the gold number of 20,000? Do you think that was the medical expenses or do you think she like got with her crew and was like, okay, this is what we're going to need to make it another month or two, or this is going to hmm. set me up for so long. How do you think she came up with that $20,000 total?
3: I would bet it was for mostly medical expenses plus to get, to get back on her feet as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, you post 20,000, you know, a, I'm shocked she got up to that much, honestly. And, and maybe some people did it in a joking manner, like, "Oh man, I'm going to donate this stripper money." But getting to my question, to you is—is is that a tax write-off if you donate money to a hurt stripper
0: <laughs> or well, whoever's gofundme? Well, funding? that would be a charity cause, charitable right? donation, right? I would think so.
3: Well, wow. Well, there you have it. You can write it off.
0: I mean, I don't know who's gonna go to, you know, H and R Block and write that off, but <laughs> I'm sure there's someone that has figured that out. But I just thought that was a pretty good story. And I thought it was pretty amazing how how far we've gone and how much like how that that like happened last week, like how fast right. it gained ground and stuff. Cause I hadn't even heard of it when I got to work. Someone told me about it. I'm like, man, that's perfect to talk about this week. So absolutely. Yeah, I I thought, wow, that's we got a lead with that one, and then, when you started sending that she had retired and stuff like that, I thought, man, this is insane that this is catching so much ground and so many articles and stuff and by the
3: way, that's trip club i i i I haven't been to one of those establishments in a very very long time, definitely premarital days, but um, that place looked like it was all like it was a nice looking place
0: it, it, was, know. it looked gigantic, I know that yeah yeah, it was it,
3: huge so. Yeah, probably make it hand over, money hand over fist.
0: Well, I would think so. Or ass over tits, however you want to say it. I I wouldn't think of it that way, but now I did. Okay, so let's move on. We had talked about a man requesting trial by combat to settle a legal dispute. So let's listen to this news article real quick and then we'll kind of get into it. I, I thought it was pretty funny. And the first thing I thought, when I heard this was Game of Thrones. So let's listen to it real quick.
2: A Kansas man in the midst of a legal battle with his ex-wife is now requesting a trial by combat. That's right, David Ostrom asked the judge to allow his wife and himself to use a sword to settle their disputes over custody, visitation and property tax payments. Ostrom told CBS affiliate KCTV he does not want to harm anybody, but he wanted to bring attention to a real legal challenge he's facing as a father fighting for custody rights.
1: They've tried to ignore me, not address
0: equal custody, and I think this puts a spotlight on them. I've kind of run out of options, and no one pays attention to what I think is a hardship on myself and my children.
2: His ex-wife's lawyer responded to the request by asking the judge to give Ostrom a psychiatric evaluation. The judge says he's ruling on the request just yet, citing irregularities with both sides, motions and responses. Katie Johnston for CBS local news.
0: All right. So we see that, you know, first off that's, I, I don't even know. Like, is that a thing? Can you do that? Well, um, Uh, Reading an
3: article, uh, I pulled up this article, and let me see if it says, to accommodate the duel, Ostrom asked that the Iowa District Court allow him 12 weeks of lead time to prepare or to either make or find some samurai swords, preferably a katana or wakasashi. Don't know if I'm saying that right.
0: I don't Um, think you are, but (laughs) –
3: and he's never sword fighting in his life. He did, doesn't know what he's doing either. Okay. To this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as far as as right in the United States. So I guess it's not banned and it's not illegal, I guess. Uh, let's see. Awesome asserted that the, antiquity, uh, the method has been used as recently as 1818 in British court, which was in fact 200 years ago. So... It's a little outdated of a law. But it's never, Gordon, you,
0: you said that it's never been specifically banned in the United States.
3: That That's what this reads. Yeah. See, not to mention that British sword fighting is probably a lot different than a Japanese based, anyway. Um, what I thought was interesting in that though, was he, I don't think he was being serious, but I think he was, it was like a for a cry for help because- you know, custody – hey, and I've been divorced. I've been through all that, and it is a very um, difficult thing for everyone involved. Uh, it, it By no means, though, would I have ever proposed a sword fight because that – you lose all credibility. If you want attention, you can get attention. But uh, don't do it that way, my buddy. Don't ask to stab your ex-wife or get st- – That's just just a bizarre story. It's, yeah, I would get a psychological evaluation on the guy, too. No doubt.
0: All right. So in reading another article that I brought up about it, it says that he, this is from kdrv.com, and I think this is one of the news channels around there that broke this. So it said that he filed the motion against his former wife and in the motion he demands that the court sanction a trial by combat to resolve disputes over illegal telephone and electronic contact as well as unpaid property taxes <laughs> says the respondent, by and through her council of records have indicted excuse me have indicated they have destroyed me legally david ostrom wrote to the court i now wish to give them the chance to meet me on the field of battle where i will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. By the way, he spelled corporal wrong. That's beside the point, though. He he says just like you did that it was never explicitly banned in the U.S. and that it's in the Constitution still retained by the people under the Ninth Amendment. Yeah, I I don't think this guy needs a. I don't think that he needs a psych eval, but I definitely think, like you said, it's definitely a cry for help. Now, <clears throat> I've never been divorced. I've been married for almost twenty-two years now. So I don't know what that's like. I've seen a lot of buddies that go through it and stuff like that. And sure. they have Yeah, they have a lot of trouble with it. So I I don't I don't even want to pretend to speak on what it's about. But like you said, in all the years and 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 how long's it been that you've been divorced? So uh,
3: my divorce was finalized hmm, like June twentieth, two thousand
0: eight. Okay. So yeah. So oddly specific. Almost what almost 12 years yeah
3: and and even at that time i'd been separated for two years and it took two years to go through all the the hoopla uh and you know what you know it's dads that drink so i think this is an important topic it is for men in texas or men anywhere deadbeat dads piss me off you you guys have crutched the good dads that really want to be involved and want rights and, and and needs and uh don't want to be there for their kids so deadbeat dads you suck you're probably hanging out with that stripper miss sky but anyway all seriousness it's a hard thing to go through i don't wish it upon anybody uh, i don't even wish it upon my ex-wife it's just hard for everybody so on a serious note it's a difficult thing i'm blessed to be done with i'm i'm ecstatic to be married to my wife now blended family she's listening, and all. right? no no she's in bed okay uh, so I feel good. But anyway, yeah. From personal experience, not a fun thing. Just don't cry for help by trying to sword fight your ex-wife. It's...
0: Yeah. So, and, and here's the thing, like I said, I, I, I can't speak to any of this cause I, I have never been through that, but it seems like this guy is kind of at just like at the end of his rope and he's trying mm-hmm. everything he can to just kind of, I guess, bring attention to his cause or however you want to sure. say it. I, I think that that's more of what this is than anything.
3: And I, I understand the desperation. Um, um I, I really, really, really do understand the desperation. It's just when you're in a desperate time and you know, you may not be all there. That's when you want your lawyer to speak for you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. and And that's the whole thing with this guy. I think that, like you said, I think he loses all credibility because now that judge just thinks he's trying to, Right. Even though he may be or he may not be. I don't know. I don't know this guy. He could be a loon. I don't know. But what I'm saying is that you're right. You do lose credibility. Absolutely lose credibility.
3: Yep. And that's not one thing you want in a courtroom. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So, you know, like I said, it's been 12 years for you. um, And you would never at any point, you would never at any point Think that you need to ask for trial by combat, and and listen. I know I know some of the stuff that you've had to go through. So, I yeah. If, if anyone had a reason to get a samurai sword, you have definitely had that cause. So I have a
3: samurai sword. Do you really? No, I don't. Okay.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say it's not one of those ones that you I put better not go on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I better be careful what yeah. I say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely would not say that on there, because um, <laughs> you'll you'll end up with papers on Monday. We we that's have right. a we have an attorney that's watching us right now, and he said that every day after uh, every day after divorce is a trial by combat.
3: Oh man! Oh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, you know, any divorce attorneys or anyone that want to donate money to the show or be a Venmo, sponsor, baby. yeah, Yeah. So Jeff has this idea, a uh, new invention called Venmo. So I think that, I think Jeff, you got to figure it out. Do you want to go ahead and take a shot at these guys? See if we can draw them in?
3: No, I don't. I already no? fell back for saying. second. Okay. All right.
0: So, all right. So you guys got off the hook for that one. So I, I thought this was uh, – I thought it was pretty good, though, that uh, he had asked for that. You know, um, and you know
3: what? I, I It did strike a chord with me because there comes points in time where you are extremely frustrated and you you, you want to be hurt and you're, you know, you're hurt and you just – yeah. I understand how the guy felt. You just don't act upon that dang thing, thing of those feelings because they'll get you every time.
0: Yeah. So, you know, to move on, this was, I think we're bringing everybody down now. So I know, I know, I got some serious. And speaking about picking up signals and stuff. So we found out that a new pattern of mysterious radio signals has been detected from deep space. Now, we've received these kind of, I, I was reading about this kind of stuff, and they were saying that we receive a lot of, signals from deep space like the, the the signals come through and they they will catch them every once in a while but it'll be one signal and then a couple weeks later or a month later it'll be another one the difference with this one is is that they're detecting this signal every 16 days and it would be a burst every two hours and then go silent for 12 days and it's the same signal they've 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 grafted out and everything and it, and we're receiving the same signal over and over and over and they they have said that this has big possibilities so let's listen to the news article real quick and then we'll kind of talk about because i think this is really cool this kind of stuff is really interesting to me yeah so let's listen to what global news has to say about it
1: Fast radio bursts were only first detected 13 years ago from immense explosions millions of light years away. The signals race through the galaxies in the nebulae, stretching as they go, finally spotted on Earth. One radio burst's wavelength light was converted to sound. Thanks to a powerful new Canadian telescope called CHIME near Penticton, B.C., scientists have determined that radio bursts can repeat, watching from York University, Paul Delaney. The repeating part of it is what is really exciting because now we stand a chance of figuring out what these things are. And the latest stunning discovery, a rhythmic pattern. To see fast radio bursts repeat is one thing. To see them arrive in rhythm is something else again. The signals have now been detected over four days and then silence for 12 days. Again, and here's that sound. Over and over for four days and then quiet again for 12. And this cycle is repeating every 16.3 days like clockwork. Could it be a message from millions of light years away? Just the idea of intelligence elsewhere in the universe has set the Twitterverse all a Twitter. The notion of life communicating from other galaxies makes some people nervous. One tweeted, the truth is out there. Others are curious. Maybe they're trying to contact us or just plain eager. Please tell me it's aliens. And radio signals with a beat? Who knows? Maybe they've got rhythm too. So can we imagine that it's likely that this signal we're picking up was sent by thinking beings? What does our expert, Paul Delaney, have to say? It is unlikely that this signal that we're picking up
0: was sent by thinking beings. I'm going to keep going with this, but I I want to point something out. Am I crazy? Let me roll this back just a little bit. Or does that guy look like Leslie Nielsen playing Mr.
3: Magoo? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And he looks like he can't see very well too so yeah
0: and and this is the guy that's talking about seeing things in space that guy doesn't look like he can see the driveway of his house i would agree with that yeah so yeah i don't know i I also have more about this host but let's get on with what this guy has to say that they're picking up was sent by thinking (laughs) beings.
1: oh Delaney says a more likely scenario is a binary star system with a signal coming from one star that is lost temporarily when it orbits behind the other. I'm not reaching out to ET at this point in time. There is much more likely to be an astrophysical explanation. But could it be a message from far away? You can't rule it out. I mean, I cannot say categorically. Well, then, we can keep guessing. And as they've said since the discovery of radio signals, stay tuned. Eric Sorensen, Global News, Toronto. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that is super cool. I'm I'm into all that kind of stuff. Now, what's your thoughts, just in general, on extraterrestrial alien? What what's um, your thoughts?
3: I I think there has to be other life life sources, living organisms out in the universe, our universe, other universes. I, space fascinates me. I would have loved to have been a smart and Driven enough to be an astronaut, but uh, didn't happen. But no, it's 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 extremely fascinating to me, and it's so vast and so big, and, and we're on this little tiny planet, and there's so much out there. Uh, there was a story this past week about an asteroid that was supposed to come like two million miles away from us, almost hit us. It was thirty-two thousand meters wide or something, and evidently they call that a. Actually, it's supposed to tomorrow morning at like six something a.m. It's supposed to fly by us about 2 million miles away, and that scares the crap out of me. But, uh, no, I think there's definitely life out there. I don't know what kind. I don't know if there's real aliens or ETs or anything like that, but uh, what do you think?
0: I hope there is. I really do. I, I I think this stuff is super cool, and I listen to other podcasts like Joe Rogan and stuff like that, and he has a lot of guys on there that talk about, like, well, some of them talk about that, that there are aliens. We just haven't come across them. Jeff Bates right. is calling us nerds. I, I don't know why. That, that, that's <laughs> not nice. Not at all. Yeah, I, I think that there is, there's got to be something out there. That's very egotistical of us to, to sit back and go, there can't be anything in the world, in the universe other than us. That, that, seems, very, that seems very, I guess, like I said, very uh, pompous of us to think that.
3: So so what I'm curious about is, are they trying to say this is like coming from a, a supernova or this energy source? It's not maybe coming from a another being per se, but uh, a star, a supernova, uh, something like that. Is, am I understanding that correctly?
0: No, I, I think that they're saying that, that what they're really excited about is that these are, like they said in the very beginning, and, and believe me, we're, we're all just spitballing here, but they're fast radio bursts. And what they're, what they're excited about is that we've never had um, repeating fast radio bursts. So they're thinking right. that if they hear this enough times, they can possibly break it down into what it is. Like they they can actually figure out the signal because they never get repeating ones. Of course, it, it they get signals all the time, but even though they're recorded, they can't figure out what they they mean because they don't have any context to put them in. They they don't hear them over and over. They don't see. Right. What it reminds me of is that movie uh, with Amy Adams that just came out. Uh, oh. uh, What's it called? Uh, guys that are watching. What, what's that movie called? Amy Adams and the aliens come and they talk. Like
3: one word.
0: Uh, visitors. Is it visitors? Visitor. Is
3: it? No, I it can't do so. that.
0: What is it called? Anyway, if anybody knows that, please send it to us in the comments because I, I cannot think of it. But that's what I'm thinking. Like, Is that they're, they're going to have to have repeating signs or Repeating things over and over so they arrival. can arrival. Arrival, there you go, where they can talk about, you know, how it's put in context and, and how they receive it and, and with this pattern, how they show that it goes for, for four days and then it goes silent for twelve days and that it may mean something. But I don't even there you go, Paul, arrival, yeah. So I don't I don't I don't have any idea about this kind of stuff. So science, so but, what it
3: says in the article and I read is it says, there are a number of possibilities as to what might be causing the periodic signals. For one, the source could be a star or a black hole since they demonstrate periodic characteristics. The 16 day cycle might be an object's orbital period in which the FRB signal reaches toward Earth at a certain time during its orbit, Uh, located in a star forming galaxy known as whatever, SD, blah, 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 blah. The source of the strong signal could also be coming from a stellar mass black hole or from a lone object such as a pulsar, the super dense remnant of a collapsed star after it's gone, supernova, which emits radio signals from hot spots on the surface as it spins acting a lot like a beacon of a lighthouse. Yeah, that's interesting. And if it is giving off energy, se, you know, we, our, our world wars about energy. Wouldn't it be cool if we could get reusable energy from space? That would be freaking sweet
0: yeah that that would be but but here's the thing to me. there's a couple of things that I wanted to point out in this article, like you were saying that they're saying it's a half a billion light years away, so think about just on this and and I hate this is very nerding out on this, but think about how long ago that signal had to be sent oh right, I mean like that that's insane that 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 it's a half a billion light years away the signals coming here and and we're repeating it so of, of course it was sent like that but when they're talking about that it it is in it could possibly be from a black hole it could be from this and that they thought before i was under the assumption that they thought nothing could escape the black holes and stuff so is right. it on one side of the black hole is it shooting out of the other side i mean what really is this is super exciting to me. Cause I, like I said, I would love to find out there were, I, I want to know that, that, uh, on the Joe Rogan show, they have a couple guys on there that talk about that they think that the pyramids were helped build with aliens and stuff. I've now, seen all
3: those too. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what? They have some guys on there that are so smart and, and forward thinking, um, ancient aliens and how they did this and all the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, geometry and how perfect the pyramids were made. And and actually I think they used to say it was like almost like a huge energy source. There's water underneath it. And then, you know, lightning and how it could have, how much we don't understand about that. And it was so far in our past that is fascinating to me is like, did we, did our, you know, the dinosaurs, did it end? And then, We just had to recreate ourselves and we were a really advanced technology back then. Well, you know, that's funny that you say that
0: because, because I was watching one of them uh, recently where they were talking about that, where they think that like when the dinosaurs ended, that it wiped out like a a civilization that was there before that was a super advanced civilization. And it was such a, a drastic event that happened to the earth that it, that it killed that entire civilization, mm-hmm. any remnants of it, or anything like that, and they essentially like started over. And yeah, it's
3: like you know, you know, when do you like decipher hunter gatherer versus how you made the pyramids in Stonehenge and you know, all these things? How is it possible to have done that without modern technology or cranes or e- any of those things or the equipment we have? I just don't know how you do it. It's
0: unexplainable. Well, and, and here's an even, here's an even bigger thing to that. So all these things are when you look all over and and we're talking about, you know, we're talking about thousands of years there, but think about just like, look up on your, on your side. uh, When did the Apple, when did the iPhone come out? And that's what I'm saying. When you look at the time period of just when the iPhone was like launched, And what we have today, I think it's like, I want to say it's like 10 or 15 years. Released
3: June 29th, first generation iPhone, June 29th, 2007.
0: Okay, so we're talking almost 13 years. So in a 13-year time period, look at the iPhones that are out Mm -hmm. now. Like they're insane. They've got three cameras on them. They can document everywhere you're at, everywhere you've been. You can, at the drop of a hat, look up anything you want to look up. I mean, like there the phones that we have now are like so much more advanced than, than we had 10 years ago or even five years ago, I would say with Bye. everything that you can do with them. So think about this a, a thousand years ago, what could have happened, you know, like mm-hmm. to build all these things, like how, how all that happened. It, it's super, super. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, uh, there's a guy on, that's updating us. he said 12 years ago is when it came out um i I think that that is it's just amazing to me and i really hope i I thought this was a really cool article that that if we are getting signals and i hope it doesn't turn into be like every movie that's ever been made about aliens coming here but i i do hope that there's something like that i really do i think no but you
3: know it's it is fascinating and and what i think is cool is you know, uh, if you even look at some of these, I don't even know what the title of the doctors are that they, they, have been on like Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, oh, he's
0: got a lot of astrophysicists. Physics, astrophysicists, astrophysicists on there, yeah. You
3: know, one dude that you know that they know the how the the planet. You know, talk about global warming and what it used to be like, and it, it is extremely interesting. And it's even hard for me to articulate it without having seen or reviewed the material recently. But uh, I would encourage anyone to go listen to some of those to get an idea of just what we're, we're talking about here and, and the possibilities of the past and where the future can go and, and, and all that. It's, it's pretty wild.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. So um, I didn't send you this article. It's another science article. I didn't send you this one because I wanted your reaction to seeing it for the first time tonight. And uh it's i got to i got to warn everyone it's kind of uh it's kind of gross so <laughs> there's an italian woman that uh has hair growing in her mouth
3: oh i think i saw something on that.
0: and uh it's called gingival, uh hirsutism and there's no explanation why it happens but i'm going to show a couple of the the pictures of it and it's disgusting to me it it looks <laughs> like like chin hairs that are growing out of the teeth and they say that they don't know why it happens or if it's going to stay happening or, or whatever. They have no idea about it, but I thought it was super well gross. First off, <laughs> And then second, I, I've never heard of this. I've I've heard about like the excessive hair growth because it talks about it in this article from ATI, uh, all that's And it says Do- doctors diagnosed her with PCOS and that results from a sex hormone imbalance and it causes excessive hair growth. And I've seen stuff like that where you get the people that were that are completely covered that have been on like the talk shows that they call like the werewolf families and stuff like that. I've seen that, but I've never heard of this. and. I guess they have to go undergo oral surgery to remove them every time.
3: Well, the pictures you just saw, those weren't that disturbing. I mean, I can't imagine like having this much hair, like on my chin in your mouth. That would be utterly disgusting. But I did read where it was an Italian woman, if I'm not mistaken. And don't they, aren't they usually have like pretty hairy arms and stuff? <laughs> I have no idea. it seems like they do.
0: I don't know, but you see the pictures that I'm pulling up right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty gross. Well, here's the thing, though. I'm not trying to be mean. I think they have more problems than hair growing out of their teeth.
3: Oh, yeah. Looks like from their teeth there. uh, That's a a beautiful Michael Strahan smile there.
0: Well, I don't even think. It looks like they brush their teeth with rocks. It's, it's highly
3: possible, or yeah. with uh, maybe they a little bit too much parmesan. I don't know. Uh, but it's pretty bad gum disease looking there.
0: Yeah, I, I thought this was when I saw it, I thought this was pretty gross. Now, it goes on to say in the article the woman, oh. uh, then 25, stopped taking birth control pills before the hair return. They took a two-prong approach. They prescribed her medication to balance out the hormone levels, perform surgery, I guess, again, and ask her to return in a year's time. And when she did, she had even more hair growing from huh. her gums. Poor so, lady. Um, yeah, oh my gosh. So it's an exceptionally uncommon condition, so they decided to take advantage of her case by taking small tissue samples from her gums, and a microscope revealed that the gum tissue, the hair shafts were pushing through was unusually thick. They said that in having sebaceous glands, glands that secrete an oily substance on the skin, their hair follicles in your mouth is entirely common. And having hair in your mouth, however, is not. And the study authors noted that the dichotomy remains a very much a mystery. There is, I, I don't know. I have just So never can seen I ask you?
3: I mean it's possible that there's hair in there they could just floss with the hair they got?
0: Yeah. I would think with that hair growing that they couldn't even get food stuck in there. Cause it's yeah, already blocked I mean, up with the, with yeah. the hair follicles. So absolutely, uh, I, man, I, it says that she's going to have it for the foreseeable future. And then that, that there's no cure for the condition that they can't even, that's gotta be frustrating that they can't even figure <laughs> out like with, like she goes to them and they're like, yeah, we don't know.
3: Yeah, we know. You have a hairy mouth. Yeah,
0: here we're gonna. Yeah, sorry about that hair face, but uh, you're you're just gonna have to live with it. And then she leaves and the hair grows even more. That's that's not good. Now, here's a couple of images of just different. Yeah, yeah. So, this is a Google search. I would not recommend it. I would just take a look at it here and uh, be done with it. There is a lot of, as you can see, a lot of people with their hair growing out of their teeth. It was disgusting. Oh man,
3: there's that one down there, it's real bad. Which one uh, f- f- Fintoin continued or
0: right here right here yeah that one yeah yeah, that's it, bad yeah, I listen I just wanted to show you what it looked like it, it was disgusting, so I thought that that I would share it with you tonight on yeah, this.
3: that's shocking, I mean it'd be hard to get a, a girlfriend or boyfriend uh, kiss all that all that good stuff, much less any of the other fun stuff, so yeah that's that sucks for
0: them. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. So let's move on. I just wanted to show that one. I wanted to see what you thought about that because I thought it was probably the grossest thing I've seen this week. So let's Thanks, move I on. It. I'm going
3: to have nightmares. But...
0: I want to talk about the greatest movies of the 80s. Now, uh, Ranker.com has said that these are the greatest movies of the 80s. I don't know if I will necessarily agree with all these. But I think we'll look through them and... Uh... I'm
3: going to have to tell you, you're the movie buff, Dustin. So, I saw like one of these movies. Okay. Uh, and, and I don't recognize many of them. So, you're going to have to educate me. I think the only one on the list I saw was from 1985. It was just one of the guys.
0: Okay. Uh, that's shocking, one you haven't seen these movies but
3: well, whoa, whoa, whoa i didn't get that list so maybe i'm seeing the wrong list oh yeah
0: yeah yeah so i i'm sorry i made up a new list that that list i gave you was shit sorry yeah it
3: was the list was uh yeah it was the shit. 20 best 80s movies that time forgot
0: yeah th- that was a, okay I, I, when i really started digging through it that was a very okay good
3: I, okay i don't feel so bad then
0: so uh here's the thing so let's let's kind of start at the bottom and move up And we'll kind of jump in 10s. So let's start at 100. Willow. Willow. Uh, Tom Cruise, George Lucas, Warwick Davis. uh, Excuse me, not not Tom Cruise. I'm so sorry. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, Warwick Davis, Joanne Wally Kilmore. It was a Ron Howard directed, produced by George Lucas. It has all the right names. I remember seeing it like once maybe. Me Um, too. And I don't know how other people feel, but... 100 seems kind of high to me yeah
3: I, i'm not sure about that yeah i don't
2: yeah
0: that, yes, that I, high? I, I think i've seen it once uh we got monty pythons the meaning of life of course everyone knows about that one the next one was the one that i really wanted to american werewolf in london i know you've seen this one you had to have seen this. i
3: love werewolf vampire movies by the way
0: yeah So this one was directed by John Landis, who also directed Michael Jackson's thriller video, and is kind of known in the horror world. And Rick Baker had done the special effects for it. And, you know, Rick Baker is just unbelievable in his special effects. And and they they really show off in this movie um, the transformation of the main character into the werewolf is, is absolutely spectacular. This is definitely, I, I don't know how this, it says it got 46,324 votes. I don't know how it's this low on the list though. Cause it's, it's an unbelievable film w- without a doubt. So let me get back into the so we've got National Lampoon's European Vacation. That, that seems a little high for me. That's my least favorite of all the vacations. That, that seems a little high. You got Friday the 13th where Kevin Bacon got a start. Tom Savini didn't even have Jason in that one. Well, I mean, so he he's supposed to be though. like
3: the top 100 movies. of Yeah, of, of the,
0: the 80s. 80s. And okay. I, I can see Friday the 13th. I can see Glory. Yeah. Uh, Turner and Hooch, I think, needs to be a lot higher. I, I got to tell you, a lot higher yeah. on the
3: list i
0: agree turner and hooch is a great movie tom hanks craig t nelson craig
3: t nelson i love
0: that guy oh man his probably best role was in action jackson as uh mm-hmm. as the bad guy I, I think coach of course that but this was when tom hanks was tom hanks i uh, a guy's telling us griffin's telling us that it's not as good as teen wolf uh, american werewolf
3: but oh, two I, different that's ho- two different types of yeah. werewolf well, movies i
0: I think that I think that he's trying to get us going on that one. I would say that Teen Wolf 2 is even better than Teen Wolf uh, that had Jason Bateman in it. But Turner and Hooch, this was when Tom Hanks was like, I mean, I, to me, I know that he's a bigger star now and that he's done Saving Private Ryan and all that kind of stuff. But this is when Tom Hanks was like the biggest to me because he was in a movie every year and for right. all those kind of things. So I, I definitely think that that, that was a... That was a good one. Crocodile you got, Dundee. Yeah, but that's not even the original. That's Crocodile two. Dundee 2. Yeah, that, that's a crap movie. My dad horrible.
3: loved Crocodile
0: Dundee. Oh, really?
3: Oh, yeah. He thought it was a cool movie.
0: So what did he think about uh, the second one? Because I thought it was horrible.
3: You know, I don't remember the second one, to be real honest with you very much. Uh, right. The first and, one I liked
0: uh, and that's my point that the second one no one even remembers it. And I think it was a, a money grab. And yes, mean,
3: it was. I agree with that.
0: To be on this list higher than American Werewolf in London, get out of here. Red Dawn? Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah, Red Dawn, but once again, I think it's too high on the list. It's ninety meaning it should I mean. be ranked higher. Oh, absolutely. It yeah, I be, totally agree with that. Red Dawn totally should agree. be up in the top twenty five at least.
3: Yes, Red Dawn is a classic all time movie.
0: I mean, like I remember that as a kid. That that movie was awesome. I that did too. Yeah, that the Wolverines were fighting. I mean, they even remade it. The remake was absolutely horrible, but they did remake it. Um, the Outsiders. I I I liked it. It it takes place in Tulsa. It was a it was a big movie when I was a kid. I remember they showed it in school and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I I don't. I don't know. I, I, I'm okay with it being there on the list. Uh, Ghostbusters, 289. See, Conan the Barbarian and Scrooge, 88 and 87. And, and then the third one, let's, let's talk about this. Number 86, Escape from New York. I love Escape from New York. Kurt Russell, Donald Pleasance, where he has to go into New York and rescue the president. It, it was Awesome.
3: I don't remember that movie. Remember
0: this is John actually. Carpenter, and then they 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 did a sequel to it called Escape from L.A., and it was absolutely horrible. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did not like that one.
0: Yeah, Escape from New York was good though. I I really enjoyed that one. I can't believe that it's eighty six on the list. Eighty four, The Thing, another Kurt Russell, John Carpenter movie. Uh, I can't believe it's that high. Uh, so these. I don't know if Labyrinth, these people didn't Lomadeus,
3: risky business Yeah. 18.
0: I don't know if these people didn't grow up right. in the 80s or uh, Weird, Weird Science was a great yeah, movie, by the way. Weird Science is an excellent movie. And yeah. to be number 73 on this list is criminal. That that, that to me is in the top 10. Weird science 17. is easily in the top 10 of the 80s movies. 48 hours police academy roadhouse is number 68 it should be way higher than that
3: yeah if you can rip a guy's throat out with your hand it should be higher
0: well not only if you can rip a guy's throat out but he did that from what i'm understanding of the roadhouse story he did that multiple times in his life that wasn't the first time he ripped that out
3: yeah that ass
0: so robocop stripes Stripes, footloose But let's get into the top ten of what they think is because I I, I don't agree. Dead with Poet Society movies. that was a great movie. Yeah, I don't agree. I mean, look at this. Come on, Top Gun number thirty-two of the eighties. That's in that's in easily, and I not kidding. That's in the top two of eighties movies.
3: Yeah, easily. and the new one coming out looks oh, yeah. awesome.
0: If not, if not, number one of the eighties, Top Gun. I agree easily in my book. There's just. Uh, you got christmas vacation beverly hills cop batman you got aliens on here so i'm telling you number 10 and down better be awesome die hard okay i'll agree with it i think die hard two yeah die hard two is better but die hard is a great movie it definitely deserves to be in the top 10 breakfast club
3: oh it's a classic yeah
0: do you think it deserves to be in the top 10 compared
3: to what i've seen no
0: okay yeah ferris bueller's Off. i think so yeah i think so uh i love dt uh return of the jedi what man i'm a huge star wars fan but return of the jedi me too get the fuck out of here number six on the list and you have movies like robocop and top gun in the 60s yeah they're way better than star wars uh, Return of the Jedi. I'm I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I'm a huge fan of the Trinity. Me too. Me
3: too. But
0: but to absolutely say that it's number six compared to right like a Top Gun or RoboCop. Get out of here. I agree. Uh, Ghostbusters. I agree with that. Terminator right. was good. I don't I don't know. um uh, I wouldn't put it in the top ten. Yeah, I don't think I would I wouldn't either. Put it in the top ten. Uh, going back to Ghostbusters real quick though. Um. What do you think about Ghostbusters, the new I one? I liked Ghostbusters.
3: I wouldn't put it in the top 10.
0: Really? Mm-mm. Where would you put it?
3: Hmm. I'd have to see the whole list. Uh, you know what? It, it It's worthy of being in the top 10. I just preferred other movies. How about that? It's worthy, though. Definitely worthy.
0: Yeah. Um, so, what do you think? Have you seen anything about the new one?
3: No, I haven't.
0: Yeah, so supposedly they made this big thing that that the new one's coming out and it's gonna have all the original people in it and and stuff like. That. I think it's gonna be cameos. I think really? Gonna, yeah, it, I think it's gonna be the grandkids, and I think it's gonna be absolutely horrible.
4: <laughs> uh,
0: from everything I've seen, other people say they're super excited about it. I I'm not seeing it. So I, I, I'm I will see it. I, I guess I should rephrase that. I will see it. I'm not understanding what the big fuss is about with Right. It, um, Terminator, I think, is good. I don't think it's as good as Terminator 2 by any means, but I think Terminator 2 came out in the 90s. I'm almost positive it came out in the 90s. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, so it can't be on this list. Now, I did, talking about Terminator, I did watch the new Terminator movie the other day, The Dark Did Fate. you?
3: Yeah. How, what
0: did you say? It wasn't bad. I haven't seen uh, it. A lot of lot of action set pieces, a lot of fighting and stuff, and I thought it was pretty cool. And and they they modeled this one kind of after the T one thousand of Terminator two, where you know it can liquefy. The what was cool about this Terminator was uh, not only could it be in liquid form, but a, a skeleton like those T one hundred skeletons could break out of it, and it would be two Terminators at once fighting. Mm. So I thought it was pretty good. Number three, I agree. With this one, Indiana I Jones, Raiders, Indiana movies. You know, there's going to be a five, right? Indiana Jones, there's going to be a number five.
3: Is there really?
0: Harrison Ford is going to be Indiana Jones again. Wow. He. Is How old is, a, is
3: that guy now, 75?
0: I don't know. Look him up. I. He's got to easily be.
3: He's got to be 70. Easily
0: he's got to be 75. I'm thinking 77 more.
3: And the guy looks amazing. I mean, um, I don't mean that, in a, you know, for his age, he's.
0: He's, he's freaking 77. It, that's what I said, right? So I said 75 possibly, but 70, yeah, 77. Holy crap. And he's going to be Indiana Jones in the next movie. So
3: hey, speaking of that,
0: were they not
3: grooming Shia LaBeouf, LeBeau? how you say his name, to be the next one until he kind of gave the finger to Hollywood?
0: Yeah, that's what I was, you're talking about in that Kingdom of the Crystals yeah. movie? Yeah, I, that's what I was kind of under the impression about, but... Huh. yeah he well he's back now he's got that show on amazon called honey boy
3: i watched it last night how was it uh it's about his real life it's it's about him and his dad pretty much is it good um be it's, honest it is good no it, it's good it's it's there's some hard to watch scenes the dad has a lot of issues you know alcohol drugs they were very poor It it is a good movie and uh I've watched Shia, Shia LaBeouf. How do you say his name? LaBeouf.
0: LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Uh,
3: on Hot Ones, the show Hot Ones. Have you seen Hot Ones before? I
0: have not seen that.
3: Hot Ones is when they eat those hot wings and they. Eat oh them. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, uh,
3: I saw him and he said, "Hey, that's a that was a movie very near," and he wrote the movie. So uh, and I also watched the Peanut uh, Butter Falcon, which he was in too, and that was a good movie as well.
0: You know, I think he gets a lot of. I guess you'd say undo shit from Hollywood. Uh, I, I'm not saying that he hasn't made, you know, mistakes and stuff like that, but you know, he gets a lot of shit for the transformers movies and stuff that he's not a right. real actor and that, that he messed up that last Indiana Jones movie. And by no means did he mess up that last Indiana Jones right. movie. That thing was fucked from the jump.
3: Right. I agree uh, with it you.
0: was, it was absolutely horrible. And and I like him in the Transformers movies. I think that I would even go so far as to say that the Mark Wahlberg Transformer movies are worse than the ones that he's in. Oh, no doubt. I mean, hands no down, they're easier. I mean, no uh, they're worse. I agree. Yeah, so I think he gets a lot of stuff, but I I think that he's kind of, I, I guess you he's would say, made it
3: back. He 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 did the independent film thing and he did it well, and I think he's earned a lot of respect back just from working his ass off and acting and, and, and doing what he has to do.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, and I think that we're going to see a lot more of him because I think that he's kind of turning into a, I guess you'd say a serious actor now. Mm. I don't think anyone ever really took him seriously until that peanut butter Falcon and then honey Mm. boy. And I think that he's maybe turning into a serious actor and he might start picking up, you know, better roles. Number two, back to the future.
3: Great movie. A-
0: absolutely agree mm-hmm. with this one. Great movie. I mean, it was a ride at Universal forever. I mean, it spawned all of the sequels that it did. Michael J. Fox. I mean, it, it, it's great. It's shot on the back lot of Universal. There's just so many, so many things that uh, make this movie like as popular as it was and i i absolutely yeah i, loved, I like love it.
3: michael j fox
0: too I, and i do and i i i would say that i love michael j fox and probably everything that he's been in yeah. i can't i can't think off the top of my head of a, of a movie that that i didn't like him in or a, a show that i didn't like what was in. the show he
3: did on on television that charlie sheen eventually came in
0: uh oh a uh, spin city that was a great that was show. a
3: great yeah great tv series
0: yeah, uh that that one was really good. Uh it had a great Jennifer Esposito was in it. Mm-hmm. They had um oh, I'm trying to think of all the names that were in it. Uh the guy from Mad About You, now he's on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I cannot think of his name, but but he was on there. Uh, yeah, that was a great movie. And and that series didn't get bad when Charlie Sheen Charlie Sheen came on. Yeah, that no, it was, it was just good, good cuz it had him and um the, Who was the guy with
3: the gray hair that was kind of the boss?
0: He's really good, uh, Boz. Uh, something Boz. Um, yeah, I like Bosley is his last name. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I, I thought it was really. I I love that show. Yeah. Both with Michael J. Fox and with Charlie Sheen. I oh, thought I that they brought both brought something different um, mm-hmm. to the character, and and it wasn't, of course, the same character. But I think that they made the adjustment to it great. I I love that show. That was yeah, me really too. Great. Now. They're saying Empire Strikes Back is number one on this list.
3: I I love Empire Strikes Back. I I, I love the Star Wars, but it's almost like they deserve their own category. But, you know, I don't know. How do you feel about that?
0: I don't think it needs to be there. I I I love it. I don't think so either. It's the best of the original trilogy, but it definitely doesn't need to be there.
3: Yeah, I'll agree with you. I
0: would absolutely say that it doesn't need to be there. I would say top ten. Of 80s movies? Absolutely. You can put it in there. For number one, absolutely not. Like I said, when when you have movies like Top Gun and Robocop that meant so much to so many people, and I, I get it that this is a, a voting thing on here, that, that these are actual votes coming in. I still don't think... I, I almost wonder if that's, like, nostalgia. Just, it probably
3: is. Just kicking There's no down.
0: You know, speaking of nostalgia, I've been watching uh, the the... Tubi app T U B I, and they have Mm -hmm. all the original GI Joe cartoons from the 80s. I've been watching the shit. Oh really? Yeah, out of those GI Joe cartoons. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm a 43 year old man. That's correct. So, um, that list, I guess you could you could make them all. I I I love the movies that are on it. I think that the order is way out of whack on it.
3: Yeah, no, I think I think they got the movies right from what. You know, I didn't see this earlier, but uh, I I would no doubt have quite a few of those in different order um, than what they have. But they have, I think they have the right movies. They just don't have them in the right order.
0: Right order. I absolutely agree with you. Yep. That's exactly what I think. So let's move on to your favorite story of the week. I I don't know why it's your favorite story of the week, but the penis fish that washed up on the shore. We
3: should have did the penis fish right after the stripper, you know. Uh,
0: Yeah, well, all right. So let's listen. It's about two minutes. Let's listen to uh, about penis fish washing up on a beach in California.
4: In an unusual and slightly unnerving turn of events, thousands of bizarre little creatures called penis fish have washed ashore at Drake's Beach, California. If you're wondering why these critters are known as penis fish, well, just have a look at them and decide for yourself whether it's an app title. Also known as the fat innkeeper worm, which again feels like a decent enough name for them, it is thought that the strange marine animals washed ashore on the Pacific US coast after they were dragged from the depths by a recent storm. Seriously, there's a lot
0: of, penis load of them. That is a lot.
4: Basically, The reason it's called an innkeeper worm is that they live in small underground burrows that are U-shaped, and become homes for other creatures once the worm leaves. They're about 10 inches long, and, as you can see, they're effing gross. Particularly if they're washed up by the thousands on a beach to be picked over by seagulls. Honestly, it's a good thing the birds are there. Imagine the smell after a couple of days. Biologist Ivan Parr discovered the penis fish washed up on the beach on December 6, a few days after a particularly violent storm. That's a horrible In picture. *Bay Nature*, Parr wrote, "The same phenomenon has been reported over the years at Pajaro Dunes, Moss Landing, Bodega <laughs> <That's little> Bay, <day-to-day." laughs> and Princeton Harbor.
0: That's the worst I've heard picture my share
4: have. of imaginative theories from beachcombers. It looks like it has a condom on. wrecked bratwurst, freer. In yeah. truth." These are living denizens of our beaches rudely, yet also mercifully, mostly called fat and keeper worms. Oh, so, would a you snack. like to know a bit more about the fat and keeper worm? That's a horrible of course pictures. you would.
0: Why are they it's a type pictures? of spoon
4: worm no. which swims along using the single limit scot that, that is a like a spatula. As mentioned before, it lives in mud and sand on the seafloor in a hole that it digs, then very kindly leaves for other sea dwelling critters. In order to catch the minuscule plankton and bacteria that makes up the bulk of its diet, the worm casts what is known as a slime net that it then devours afterward. Oh, and they can live for around 25 years, in some cases. You've got to admire the variety of nature, eh? Of course, in some cultures they're considered a delicacy. In Korea okay. and China people eat them with sesame oil and gashu jang.
3: I'm sure well, it,
4: it takes all sorts, I guess. By well, the
3: way, that that her her. uh
4: Her voice makes well, it even creepier. That was creepier.
3: Quite creepy talking yeah, about that. Yeah, that's
4: exactly why I use that
0: that video. I I put another one on here just to talk about another thing in the ocean right now. This is kind of ocean news right now, man. We we've done some nerdy science stuff tonight. Four new species of walking sharks discovered between Indonesia and Australia. That sounds absolutely horrifying, that there's walking sharks. sharks. But when I saw this article, I thought of this real quick.
3: Uh, (laughs) You find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot waves, I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a full-grown 800-pound tuna with his 20 or 30 friends? You lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. And guess what? You've wandered into our school of tuna, and we now have a taste of lion. We've talked to ourselves. We've communicated and said, you know what? Lion tastes good. Let's go get some more lion.
0: So that was the first thing that came to my head whenever I I saw That was good.
3: That was good. Yeah.
0: So uh, in the depths of the tropical ocean, scientists discovered something incredible. They found four new species of shark, um, also known as walking sharks. Uh, the discovery was a concerted effort by international researchers to identify this four species as part of the, I'm not even going to try and say what that genus is, and determine their place in the shark's evolution timeline, stretching back to 400 million years ago. I think that is very cool that we found these. So let's look at this article real quick. Um, they're going to talk about the um, walking sharks that were found in Indonesia. Look at that thing, it's walking. It's like not even trying to swim. Right.
3: It's got like four legs, right? Yeah. It's like a half lizard, half shark.
0: Yeah, like see what I mean? Like it's not even trying to swim. It it's staying on the ground to do it. Well there, I guess it's swimming a little bit right there. Right. So for yeah. all the people that can't see the video that are just listening, there, there's a shark that has four legs that is is I guess four leg you...
3: fins. Those are like fin legs. Yeah. Whatever so, they
0: are. Yeah. Um that that is So
3: awesome. the scary thing is the walking underwater is one thing, but can they walk on the beach and snap yeah ass
0: I, up. I yeah, I don't think so because i I don't think they're lung fish or anything like that, so I just thought it was pretty interesting that we we keep finding like in science like we found the deep space signal that came, we found so they sharks. said that was a
3: how many year old fish they thought
0: uh four hundred million years old
3: see and they're we're just discovering this,
0: right, yeah, and That's the ocean. As long as I can remember, has been there the whole time.
3: That's trippy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So another thing that I found this week was India residents surprised to find beer, brandy, rum mixture coming out of their kitchen faucets. Oh, no. So residents in an apartment building in India discovered free mixed drinks on tap. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha in their kitchens earlier this week, although not the kind that anyone was hoping for. It was a smelly combination of beer, brandy, and rum started coming out of the faucets in Kerala on Monday after a water well became contaminated, the BBC reported. Now, this is all coming from Fox News. So the station says that 6,000 liters of confiscated alcohol, they would seized it on court orders. They buried it in a pit right by I guess the well where the water was Oh man and so all of it broke and leaked into uh the, the water well. supply well this well they said has been supplying 5000 excuse me is is supplying the water for this whole town this apartment complex uh, and they said that they would clean up the well, the officials did, but they said it might take a month. So they've been putting 5,000 liters of water a day, but it's not, to co- it's not enough to cover all the families in the building. So not everyone even has water. An interesting side note, they said that the state of Kerala has the highest consumption of alcohol in the country, according to the BBC. So... Well, this is
3: interesting to me because I'm in the water utility business, And a lot of the utilities that I I work with would. I wonder if the customers would be unhappy or happy about that. I'm not real sure. I don't don't that's pretty bizarre if
0: they can't. So, here's my whole thing so it leaked in, they said that they'll clean up the wells and stuff, but I wouldn't think that that would hurt the water to drink it. I mean, it would taste so, it would would taste horrible. Yeah.
3: It would have to be so many parts per million or parts per billion, but it would have to be so much alcohol in the water, which alcohol actually would kill bacteria, but mixed with whether it's chlorine or chloramines or whatever the the disinfection choice they use, I, it would have to be so much to even taste it with the water. Um, I don't, I don't well, even. Well, think know. about it
0: though. They said six thousand liters of alcohol drained into this well
3: that's a lot yeah I'm not used to dealing with liters I wonder how many 6,000 liters is I don't know
0: are you looking that up
3: liters versus two gallons here we go 1585 gallons is that is a lot (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's a lot of alcohol
3: 1585 gallons of booze you Um, think
0: anyone got fired over that one I would hope so yeah
3: well, but alcohol yeah. is a disinfectant in one. That's say. true. Probably not unhealthy water, but it might get you a little effed up.
0: You know what was shocking when I looked this up? How many places this happens? Really? I found stories of like Costa Rica uh, and other places where alcohol was in the, the water lines.
3: I, was I don't like, understand how that, like, how that even happens. Like, Why are I, people burying booze? It's like old pirates and crap or what?
0: No, well, this one was from uh, a court order. Like I guess they they did like a raid and seized a bunch of alcohol, and I guess over there you bury it. I guess that's how you get rid of it. Well, I, don't I, know, I just but...
3: wonder how how sustainable or how like how deep are these water wells? And you know, are the <laughs> first of all, water quality in some of these countries is probably already very bad. You know, willing to bet India has. A very poor water infrastructure, so this probably isn't very shocking over there. But over here, it would be extremely shocking based on our rules and regulations and things like that with TCEQ and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't. That's we could start a
0: GoFundMe fun. for better water in India. There you go. Yeah, or a Venmo. Venmo, better water. Just send us the money, and we'll get well, there, it There them. you go. No, don't send us any money for that. No, we don't. No, for that. real,
3: don't. I yeah, was don't, totally don't. Don't, about
0: don't do that. No, uh we
3: don't
0: want that. Yeah, listen. Did you not pay attention when I said that that story's already been shared twelve thousand times? Now, wow. granted, we're not strippers that fell off a pole, but this this thing yes. is going to be shared. I don't know, two, three times, maybe. I mean, if you and I both share it, that's two times. If we can get one other person to share this, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. So let's get to the biggest story of the week, I think. The XFL. You watched it. I watched it. It says that they received decent opening weekend ratings. I thought it was good. I, I really enjoyed it what'd you think? So, so Vince McMahon
3: is still involved with. So
0: here's the thing. And that that's come up a couple of times when they were talking about this. So yes, he's involved because he got it. He started it originally. And then when it failed and everything, he came back to like, corporate sponsors and stuff and said that he wanted to do it again but he came to people and like said hey we're gonna do this again but we're gonna do it right like they they really patterned it after football you know what i mean like the first time it was it was super like wwe remember they had right the just on the back just yeah. Very, mean, yeah it was crazy and watching it this weekend it felt to me not on an nfl level just because you know it you could look at the crowds and stuff like that but you could it seemed kind of like a a little bit higher than a college game now granted the college games are going to sell out more and stuff like that but the i guess the the level of play was higher than a college I, right you, you would agree
3: uh, right? yeah I, I agree i i think that uh you have some very good athletes on the field and I I do believe it's really is going to help some of these people get in the NFL. There's no doubt that's kind of how it's going to go to me is some of these guys are going to make the NFL because they're going to be able to prove and show how good they are, how talented they are when maybe they didn't get a chance before or whatever the situation was. And and the ratings weren't bad. It, It was very similar to what a Christmas day NBA game would get, which is. Pretty damn good. What? Nothing like the NFL, but you know you should expect that. But it, well, was okay, terrible.
0: So, so let's talk about it. So the the four games, two on Fox, one on ABC, one on ESPN. They averaged 3.12 million viewers, and they had a rating of about 10 among adults. Excuse me, a 1.0 rating for adults that were 18 to 49. Fox's Sunday afternoon game had the biggest audience, which of course it's probably going to have the biggest audience. It had 3.39 million viewers. And uh, the Sunday telecast was the smallest of the four with just under 2.5 million viewers. So, I mean, it did relatively well. Was that the Dallas game? Yeah. The Dallas game was the last game and it was Dallas versus St. Louis.
3: And you know what I heard? So, I know a few people that went to the game, and actually, first of all, I think they're doing it a miss or disservice if they play in these huge stadiums. They need to put it in, in reasonably, like, smaller stadiums where it doesn't look so unusual to be so, not a big crowd. I think that didn't do themselves well to play in these big stadiums. Playing as, you know, 20,000, 30,000 stadium, hell, some of these – high school stadiums in Texas would, would suffice. But beyond that, I um, know the one that I think played at globe life with, for Dallas, they, uh, I think there's a had lot of people that had a hard time buying people. beer and they couldn't uh, ATM machines were out of money. And then they could, they were only taking cash only with the, Oh, the vendors that come up. So there was an issue with supplying food and beverage at, at these games already. And, Supposedly, they made a public statement about that, but I had a couple of buddies not buddies, but acquaintances that went and said that they pretty much left a halftime because they couldn't get any beer.
0: <laughs> so, did you ask them how much they paid for their ticket? Because I think, I
3: think it was like 20 or $30,
0: which I don't, I don't think is bad. So, no. To, to go a little more, because you were saying about, let's look at the financial standpoint. Now, this article is from The Hollywood Reporter. It says, from a financial standpoint, the XFL is likely to be on more solid ground because WWE owner McMahon has said that he's willing to spend what it takes to make the league viable. Uh, it also has TV deals with ESPN, ABC, Fox Sports, Games will air on Saturdays and Sundays on ABC and Fox and ESPN, ESPN2, Fox Sports 1 and Fox Sports 2. I mean, that's big for, because I really think, because I remember when the XFL came out the first time and coming back to it now, I think that's a big thing that people didn't blow him off and that they had as many. I mean, you got 3.3 million, we'll just say 3 million viewers on TV. And then each game had between, like, 14,000 and 22,000 people there. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to me just with how bad the XFL failed the first time that that people took it seriously this time. And I think they're getting, from what I saw, and I didn't watch it too intensely, we were
3: doing some things, but um, they're getting good athletes. You know, I I recognize a lot of the quarterback names that – that I wondered where they had went in the NFL or or why they didn't make it, but they're out there playing and they played pretty well. Um, very exciting. A lot of hard hitting. They don't have the targeting rule. A lot of hard hitting. Um, I really love the kickoff. We kind of talked about last time. If I can Other stop for just apart. a second, let me yeah.
0: talk. Let's go back to the targeting rule. How mm-hmm. do you feel about that? Because a lot of people think that it needed to be put in the NFL because they thought people were getting hurt. So. What do you feel about them taking away the targeting rule? Because you're right, there were some major hits going on.
3: So it, it's tough. I, I understand the the sheer impact, literally, that hitting and these blows can take. But when I go back and look at 80s and 90s football, which that's what I grew up on, you know, Ronnie Lott and in, 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 in these safeties, you know, catching the ball over the middle – You know, now they've made these rules for the offense to have a huge advantage. And, hey, I'm an ex-quarterback. I'll take all the advantages I could get. But while I think it's important for the safety of the game, I do think it takes away from the game. And and I guess it's a happy medium because we still want football and it's still a a good product. But I I don't know how – I don't want to throw player safety aside, but – I do think it plays a huge role in how the football players play. The quarterbacks can't get touched. I, I think it's tough for the receivers. They don't have to worry about kicking the ball over the middle because, you know, they're, if they get popped like that, they're, you know, there's a penalty or a flag. I, I like the way it was played in the 80s and 90s. And, and it, you know, everyone, you know, I know player safety and taking care of them health-wise and insurance. You know, there's lawsuits. Every football player out there knows what they're getting into. They know what they're signing up for. They know the deal. Let them play football. And while I know safety is a big deal, they know what they're signing up for. And I wish targeting and, and some of the penalties weren't as they are. And I'm trying to be careful with what I'm saying, but I really wish it was played like it used to be, just just for the tradition's sake and, and consistency.
0: Well – and here's the thing i think that and and by no means you, you are the expert in this area a uh, way over me without a doubt but i think that a lot of people that watch football kind of have the same feeling as you because they say that it's you know the nfl is the no fun league and mm-hmm. that, that a lot of things have been taken away from the nfl that maybe the xfl can bring back and mm-hmm. i i i th- Here's what I really love, and here's, here's my thing about the XFL. The thing that I really love about it is, is that I have always felt, I don't watch that much NFL. I'll watch mm-hmm. the Cowboys and stuff like that, but right. I, I don't watch a lot of NFL. What I love about the XFL is what I love about college. These guys are on essentially their last leg. They either make it in the XFL and get pushed up to the NFL or make a decent living in the XFL, or they're done. They're Mm -hmm. out. And so we're back to where we're playing like it is in college, where they're playing 100% because they're trying to get to that next level. And you see that true love of the game, not necessarily because they're getting big salaries, but you see they're just happy to be back out on the Mm -hmm. field.
3: Yeah, good point. Great point, actually. I agree with you. My passion is college football. There's no doubt. The NFL, uh, you know, it's just like an NBA I've gotten into or whatever pro sport. You know, it, the quality of the players is is phenomenal. But the, the, the game and the tradition and, and laying it on the line, there's no doubt the college football game, to me, is superior because of that. I love it because you still get a high-level athlete. Um, and they they play for a lot. And, you know, they're trying to make the NFL. I still enjoy watching the NFL. I'm a Cowboys fan. It's a love-hate relationship. But I, I agree with you 100%. I think these guys are trying to make a name. They're trying to get to the next level. They're trying to make a living. They're trying to do whatever they can to make it. And and it's you can't see past that passion and that love for the game. And I think that's what – the gimmicks and all the stuff we talked about with the old xFL, I think the way they 're doing it now they 're doing it the right way um, as opposed to, to the gimmicks and the in, in all the game the alternate influences on outcomes and results all for entertainment purposes. You get entertainment through passion and through just the game itself, so you don 't have to do a whole lot to it. let it be what it is. And that goes back to the rules and stuff you're talking about. Yeah, have the rules. And then what they have done the kickoffs, talk about targeting, where they start five yards apart and they can't move until someone, either the receiver catches the ball, that helps the impact where you don't have a guy running full speed and another guy running full speed hitting head-to-head. But I think that's a good rule. I, I just wish the targeting – I don't even know how to address it, but I well, do so,
0: wish – So here's work. the thing. So you're talking about the kickoff, right? Mm-hmm. So here's the XFL rule, the kicker kicks from the 30 yard line must kick the ball in the air of play uh, in play between the opponent's 20 yard line and the end zone, the coverage team lines up on the return side 35 yard line and the return team lines up on the 30 yard line, each team must have exactly three players outside the hash marks on both sides of the ball cannot move until the ball is caught by the returners. Out-of-bounds kicks and kicks that fall short of the 20-yard line will result in a legal procedure penalty taking the ball all the way to the kicking team's 45-yard line.
3: That's crazy. That is crazy. It's a big but, penalty, yeah. But
0: here's the thing. I think that, that there's a lot of trickery that goes on in the NFL and stuff, and, and, and it has gotten worse and worse as we go on. Right. And I think this is shoring that up. I, I, they they said from the beginning that they're trying to speed the game up, that they're trying to make it more action-packed from beginning to end. And I think this is a huge thing. In just this rule change alone, this changes the game tremendously. Oh, it's tremendously. great. It's great. And
3: I think what I think we're going to see is trickery. Like, there's a lot more opportunity for trick plays in the kicking game now. Like, you might have some crazy reverses or it, it, it's all sorts of stuff. What I also liked is how they mic'd up the referees and the players and they also let everyone see the process of reviewing a play. That is great Uh, entertainment. And it's also great because it's so much transparency that everyone knows what's going on. The NFL could learn something from that.
0: The only thing that I worry about, and I thought about this a lot, and and maybe you'll know better than me, but, You know, you would hear like they would show the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, the head coach down on the ground, and and they would actually jack into their mics and hear the plays they're calling. The only thing I worry about that is that if they have people, what will happen, and it's not (laughs) going to happen right away, but over a period of time. You will have people – I mean, look at the Patriots and stuff. Houston Astros. Well, you will have people, though, that are watching these games and their whole job is to listen to what they're calling, Mm -hmm. write it down, and then see what they do because the camera immediately goes out to the play. The only thing I worry about that is that after a while, everyone will know everyone's plays and Mm -hmm. that will slow the play down again or will make it not as exciting. Yeah,
3: I I see your point there, but I, I you know, uh, I don't know, real time, I, I don't know how that's going to work, but I can see how that could definitely uh, hinder the quality of the, the sport or the game and what happens, like, you know, I would love to – you know what, next week we need to talk about the Houston Astros, just okay. get on some baseball stuff as it approaches.
0: Okay. I know you're uh, very because, angry about that topic. So.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, so – Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I, I won't get into it because I know we're, we're running long here. We're, but uh, I would love to talk about that and, and what MLB has done and, and the Astros fans and, and, and the influence it's had on the game. And, and I, I think it's a terrible thing that's been done. But uh, anyway, we won't get into it tonight, but that's something we can talk about here okay. in the future, yeah, absolutely. approaches.
0: Here's what I really like about the point after. one two or three points. Yeah. I love it. I think that is the coolest idea and it seems so basic to me because when you look at games, once again making it more exciting because you could technically be down 9 points and tie it up.
3: Yeah, absolutely. We're not I know t- I love it too. I think that's great. I I think the options are wonderful. You can, you know, I think some of the coaches or, you know, you may understand you know, you talk about uh, statistics and data. What are the percentages of making, you know, a one-pointer, two-pointer, three-pointer? Right. Um, I think that's very interesting as far as uh, analytics go. But um, I think – I'll be curious to see what the, how the NFL responds to the XFL and their rules in some of the things they're doing and the pressure they may get from it. That will be an interesting – how that all works out.
0: Well, supposedly they're already talking about bringing some of these rules up to the NFL.
3: And they should. The NFL, you know what? The NFL has a lot of rules, and I get it. And and a lot of them are great. And, and you know, what the freak is a catch and what's not a catch, that frustrates the shit out of me. You know, I think there's almost too much involved in that. And, by the way, we have all this technology and all this whatever – And if you think about how they measure a first down or not (laughs) with the chains and someone going up with a foot and, like, marking a ball, it's so unprecise. I think that's pretty pretty funny. I don't ever want to see that change, though. But I wouldn't be surprised if you have, like, lasers and there's something in the ball that measures where it was at, you know, where it actually fell at. And it, it can go south quick if we let too much technology and rules come into the game.
0: Well, you know, and like you said, we're going long, so we'll take about five more minutes and talk about this. I, I, I enjoy talking about this because I think this is a, I think this is awesome that they brought it back. Another thing that, that I liked about the game was that fans told the XFL they didn't like the amount of punts that were going on. And so you see a lot of teams, because of these punt rules and everything and where it lands and where you can put the ball, they're going for it on fourth down. And I, I love it. I'd like to see that.
3: I love it. You know, there's a there's a high school team out of Arkansas that won a lot of state championships here recently that they went for it on fourth down every time. I, I forgot what the coach did or what happened, but it, it was – I loved it, and they won a lot of games doing that. And my old Baylor Bears, you know, when Art Browse was there, man, they went for it on fourth down on their own 40. They didn't give a damn. I love – you know you know – how some of the not the analytics but how they view the game and the confidence the offense attacking and and, and getting the defense on the back health because when it was oh we only have three downs we had to stop them there the punt well no fourth and three doesn't scare me anymore you got to play defense one more down i love that mentality love it
0: well what do you think about you know and not talking about the rules anymore what do you think about all these coaches they brought in. I I think it's great. Bob Stoops being brought in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landry Jones being brought in as the quarterback. Now, he didn't get to start last week and he didn't play, but he's supposedly playing this week because he hurt his knee. At the How Uh Yeah, I I think that the level of coaches, I think that they really, going back to it again, they took a serious approach to it this time.
3: They did. And I think the the coaches, and we kind of touched on it last week, like, oh, what if Tom Brady – was a spokesperson at XFL. and You know, it's about credibility. But um, I think credibility comes from the infrastructure of the people, meaning not just a spokesperson, but you have good quality coaches that may may have not been current, but they have a chance to come back into the game. Um, They're great quality coaches. They're explosive. Uh, I mean, Bob Stoops, I mean, gosh – he was getting a uh, buzz about being the Cowboys' next head coach. So, I love it. I think uh, that's all great, honestly. Um, and uh, I, I'll, I would – I'm interested to see how this, this success is going to expand. Right now it's, what, 18s? How, how it's all going to play out and how yeah. it's going to influence NFL, Canadian Football League. But here's the deal, we're all football all the time. I mean, the NFL network, they're always on. They 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 record the draft. There's there's they, there's always this going on. There's the offseason stuff. Football is a, a 24-7, 365 sport now, and that's why the XFL is back, and that's why you have all these other Canadian football league. But uh, I, I think this is only the beginning. I think it's going to blow up. No doubt. I'd like
0: to see uh, I'd like to see Manziel come over into the XFL. You
3: know what? I think you'll probably see that. Is he still with a Canadian football team? Do you know?
0: Uh, I think he got cut. Like his you first year, him? he got cut. Man, I, I could be wrong, but I think he got cut his first year.
3: You know, I was, I was kind of a hater on that guy a little bit sometimes, but I probably shouldn't have been. I, I'm a lot more like him than I would like to admit it I was. The guy was phenomenal at A&M, and nobody can ever take away what he did there. I have a lot of Aggie friends. You know, I grew up in College Station. It was fun to watch him play. I would love to see him come back and play.
0: Uh favorite quarterback that's playing in the XFL right now, if you have one.
3: Ooh, I don't know. Uh
0: well I think the team to watch this year is gonna be Houston. After watching their game, Houston is the team to
3: Who's their quarterback? Uh
0: it's not necessarily their core I mean their quarterback is he's good, but it's their wide receiver core that that is was really kind of setting everything on fire this last weekend. So you have
3: Landry Jones, which Landry Jones – Well, Landry
0: Jones is Dallas.
3: Landry Jones uh, – Brandon Silvers. Aaron Murray at Tampa Bay. He was a great quarterback at Georgia. Matt McLoyne, if I'm not mistaken, he's new at Guardians. He was at Penn State, I think. Jordan Ta'amu, he's with St. Louis. I'm not sure who he is. Luis Perez, he's with Lafayette. I'm not sure. Philip Walker. D.C. Defenders, Cardell Jones. Cardell Jones, if I'm not mistaken, was the quarterback at Ohio State that came out that was highly drafted. Didn't turn out to be anything.
0: But I think he could be. And and if you look at Houston, right? So you got Khalil Lewis uh, from Cincinnati, wide receiver Sam Mobley. You have Sammy Coates. You have. Uh, they they were they were what Cam Phillips from Virginia Tech. Uh, Raheem Malone from Louisiana Lafayette, they were what was making the difference now what i 'm really excited about though is to see Landry Jones come out and play for Dallas this weekend because I want to see if all the hype was correct because they actually said that he was going to be the face of this new xFL
3: oh like, really so so he was a pretty serviceable quarterback for for the the Steelers. When, when Roethlisberger came, you know, went down for a while, if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking at the quarterbacks now. I was right. Going is Penn State. I, he has a lot of promise. I liked him coming out. Luis Perez is from Texas A&M Commerce. He's with the L.A. Wildcats. Philip Walker, which is with, with, with the Houston Roughnecks, he's from Temple, which he was there from 13 to 16. So he would have been coached by my old Baylor coach, Matt Rule. Cardell Jones, Ohio State. But Landry Jones, it probably Landry Jones and Aaron Murray, with Tampa Bay, probably are the two top quarterbacks, possibly in 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 the XFL. Aaron Murray was a great quarterback at Georgia. Well, he,
0: uh, they're saying that that before this started, like I said, Landry, started, yeah. Land Landry Jones was going to be kind of the face of the XFL, but that they were saying Dallas was a, the. Was going to be the champs. Well, yeah, the they got beat the first year. Uh, yeah. the first game, fifteen to nine, I think something weird like that. Yeah. Well, why that worries me is that so Landry Jones didn't play and they got beat, right? Right. So, what happens if the quarterback goes down?
3: They're going to get beat.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I mean, but there's you know no what? depth I, at all, which right. is uh, a very yeah. which is a very much Dallas common thread that there's no that's
3: true Dak Prescott if he went down oh man but you're right this Jordan oh he's from uh oh I know this Jordan Tamu that's with the St. Louis Battlehawks he played at Ole Miss and he was a good quarterback he was good he was very versatile so they have some very promising quarterbacks there's no doubt
0: well, I like that Bob Stoops is not only the head coach, but he's the GM too.
3: Oh yeah, they they've got to do that.
0: You know what? I wonder
3: how serious these coaches take it. I think they gotta take it serious. serious. Their names, yeah. you know, it's their name on the line. You know, they're 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 out there, they're taking a risk. So yeah. Actually, there's an article that just popped up, Dustin, when he, he talked about depth, but it talked about XFL quarterback depth gets an early test. So you hit the nail on the head there talking about what happens when the quarterbacks go down. Sounds like it's a, a, quite an issue.
0: Well, yeah, because Dallas, like I said, they were supposed to, they were supposed to win this weekend and Landry Jones didn't play and they got beat. Now, is it strictly the quarterback's fault? I don't know.
3: Always man. Quarterbacks suck.
0: But I, I know that uh, Dallas plays L.A. this weekend, and they better get it together. Or: You know gonna... what? It's
3: funny we're talking about this because I don't even know the teams that well, and uh, I guess Tom will tell. Well, be the most interesting thing.: yeah.
0: Well, last week was Houston and L.A. was who played. And it was 37-17, but LA. could play, I think, better than the Battle Hawks that came and played Dallas which is St. Louis, if, if Dallas doesn't get it together with Landry Jones, they're going to get killed by L.A. So Jones plays this week. Supposedly, Aaron Murray's out
3: this week already uh, for Tampa Bay. So,
0: so yeah. this week's games are the New York Guardians versus the D.C. Defenders, Tampa Bay versus the Seattle Dragons, Dallas Renegades versus L.A., and St. Louis versus Houston. Houston, I'm hmm. telling you, is the team to watch.
3: Damn, I hate Houston
0: they're the team to watch so well i think that's about it for this week man uh we've talked about the xfl we've talked about a lot of stuff man we've got penis fish penis fish strippers strippers that fell off poles we we cover everything
3: extraterrestrial life
0: as soon as soon as we get that venmo account set up I think Holy sp- crap! We're blowing up, dude. I think, I think that the sponsors are just going to start pouring in.
3: <laughs> but you know what? Honestly, sponsors are not a bad thing. But we don't need people's money.
0: No, I do this for fun. So
3: it is fun. I've really enjoyed this.
0: Yeah, I, and I think this was a good week. I think that we got a lot out there. Anything that you want to mention before we get out of here?
3: Baseball's coming into play. I know. I don't know if you're a big baseball fan, so we can start getting into some of that. I would love to talk about
0: – I got to tell you, baseball, and I'm going to be real f- honest with you, it's got to be the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life.
3: It is slow, man. It is slow, and, and I loved it growing up. And, and The game could it. take
0: two hours or 14 yeah. hours.
3: But I think I would love to talk about Houston. I think okay. the Houston Astros deal is – I think there's so much out there that – they're trying to hide. I, I, I think a lot of things might develop if the media really goes after. Them. Major League Baseball basically gave out a a, a a shush order for no teams to talk about this anymore. It's not just serious.
0: Houston. Let's let's be honest. Uh, it's not. I don't just know. Houston. No, don't
3: it is. But you're right. I I don't think it's just Houston. But this will develop as the season goes on. But talk about that, and then. Maybe that's really it for now, but I'll love to see how the XFL develops.
0: I'll definitely be watching the games tomorrow.
3: Yeah, you know what? I need to plug in, watch the games tomorrow too. I got to go buy some furniture tomorrow, but uh, oh, big
0: day, big Saturday. I don't know how it's yeah. going to end up. That's going to be a big day.
3: Yeah, Nebraska Furniture Mart, here we come.
0: Let me uh,
3: sponsor. What?
0: So, uh, what are you buying? Uh,
3: we're getting some couches and love seat and recliner
0: oh that that sounds well
3: uh, we we got a warranty deal though we we they're covering our warranty on all of it, so it's not a bad deal.
0: Let me see if I can find out. Hold on for just a second
3: so I thought this flowed pretty well tonight
0: I think so uh what do you guys there think a, if you oh my uh my wife is watching and says that uh she'll trade you places to go shopping with your wife. <laughs> I would hey, absolutely really? be okay with Jeff coming over here and watching the game. I would
3: totally do that. This, and you know, we already picked it out. So it's like kind of a, it's a warranty deal. So it's a last, we, we got to go back, but yeah, I would love for her to trade places with me.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> I think that would be uh, absolutely great. But gorgeous. Andre is sick. Let me explain my, uh, my Valentine's date tonight. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> My mom's in town, and uh, she said, hey, why don't you guys go out for your date? Now, like I said, we've been married. This year will be 22 years. So she said, hey, you guys go out. I'll watch the kids. So we go out. We get uh, a drink and and an appetizer, and and we're eating. And then we decided before the show tonight that what we should do instead of going and spending time on a romantic date – we'll go to my wife's job and let her finish out some uh, certifications that she had to finish. So (laughs) we we drove to another town, let her go to her job, finish out some certifications. And then we drove home. So it was a big Valentine's day. You You got to spend time together. Absolutely. With no kids. But here's the thing. The kids even called us an hour into it because one daughter was swinging off the bed and kicking the other daughter in the knee. And then the third daughter was out at her friend's house. So, of course, we didn't hear from her. But we couldn't even be gone an hour without getting a phone call.
3: Oh, man. Uh, so, I, I got my son this weekend and uh, was unsure because the way some weekends work. But Andrea is sick. She, she had to go to the doctor today. Plus, she's really not feeling good. So, I did the flowers. We didn't go out. We, we ordered in food. We didn't do anything special for this Valentine's Day. As a matter of fact, Dustin, I didn't even get a Valentine's Day gift.
0: Oh, well, here's the thing. I messed up. So my wife got me a card and a, speaking of Star Wars, uh, a Star Wars-like towel to put in our kitchen that said, together we'll rule this kitchen. Yeah. I did not get her anything. And, and I, I got really Andrea... Bad. No, don't say anything. Don't say you got something. I'm trying to tell you I didn't get anything. Don't say I got something.
3: Okay. Well, it wasn't a big deal. I I got her a couple flower deals. I got her two cards, and then I got two books for us called The Five Love Love Languages.
0: Oh, I have that book.
3: And we're going to do it together. Okay. Well, not literally, but do the books together.
0: Well, I didn't think you meant literally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but she so, didn't go to
3: bed. She was feeling so bad she couldn't even stay up. So
0: well, that's the and that's the whole thing. It's so funny because my wife and I were talking about it on the on the way out of town. I'm like, this is this is where we're at. We're those people yeah. right now. This is us now.
3: But you know what? Valentine's Day. Honestly, I hate. I mean, I don't say I hate it, but it's like you know what? You love each other. You're together all the time. Like you show each other every day. I mean, I know that sounds s- silly, but it's, it's whatever. We're, we're already, we've only been married It'll be five years July 1st. We're kind of already over it. Like, we're like, do we really want to spend money well, on Valentine's so, Day? You know? So
0: listen to this. I'm going to tell one more embarrassing story. So yesterday I told my you know, my mom is visiting. Right. So we're sitting in the living room watching a movie last night after the kids went to bed. And, and I'm like, so, you know, we'll, we'll go out and eat tomorrow. Mom said to go out, whatever. Right. So she said, well, Valentine's day is not the important day. Today's the important day. And I'm like, what? Today's the important day. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, today's the day we met. What? And- yeah. And I was like, Oh, oops.
3: So the 13th. Open today, mouth yeah. insert whole
0: ass. So, but are you supposed to know that? Yeah. I, and, and listen, I I think she would agree with me. I'm usually pretty good at that kind of stuff. Now, birthdays and remembering all the kids stuff, and without her, I wouldn't do any of that. But I'm usually pretty good about that stuff, but I did not. I I blew it this year. Like, didn't get a. You
3: You know, know what else I did? Well, you know, I came home and cleaned the kitchen and did the laundry. You know
0: what? Stop being an asshole because that's all <laughs> you're being now. But
3: here's the deal, Dustin. I've got to do that stuff because I really screw up a lot.
0: Oh, <laughs> that's just the trust me. I, I hear about it. Don't worry. And I mean, listen, and so you and I are taking a trip to St. Louis in two weeks. Yeah. So yeah. we, we got to be on like our best behavior before we go there and stuff.
3: But, uh, yeah, we're going to have a blast, and we're going to have fun. And Andrea is going to have fun, too. The well, fun police are out.
0: Yeah, well, I, I think that, that that'll happen. So, And the stars are kicking ass right now, aren't they? I don't know. I don't watch hockey. I
3: don't
0: either. Uh, yeah. It, I, listen, that, I'm going to be honest. This is not only the first hockey game I've ever been to. It's the first <laughs> hockey game I've ever seen. Oh really? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be completely. Hey, hockey
3: games live are awesome. You'll enjoy it. You're going to enjoy it a lot. Well,
0: I'm just telling you, I it's the first hockey game. And they serve
3: they serve alcohol at hockey games, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they do, Uh, and and that's okay. So we might be doing a live broadcast from St. Louis. We should
3: do that.
0: We we, I think we We should do a live check-in. Yeah. So I I think that's about it for tonight, man.
3: I yeah, think really. We've,
0: I think we've gone. So, guys, thanks for joining us. It's it's gone long. We we're looking at like two hours and ten minutes right now, uh, maybe a little longer. Uh, we have a great time. We look forward. At least I look forward to this every week that we're going to sit down and talk about all these things. We send each other articles back and forth all week. Um, I, I'm really enjoying doing this. If if you guys can do us a favor, subscribe to the show. You can find us on almost every single podcast platform. You can check us out here at Facebook. You can go to www.doublespeakstudios.com. There's a whole website there. You can check out what's streaming every month. You can find out what we're doing. Guys, you can find us a lot of different places. Just go and give us some love. Uh, Check us out. Subscribe to the show. Give us ideas right here on Facebook or on the channels that you listen to the podcast at. Give us ideas of what we need to talk about. So that's it for this week. I'm DJ. That's Jeff. This is the Double Speak Studios, and this has been Dads at Drink. We'll catch you guys on the next one. See you.